It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Yay, networks. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Ask Free My House. I'm Elena. And I'm Jordan. We are back again. This time, we're being a little serious today. A little more serious than normal. Well, we've had some pretty, like, heavy stuff recently before last week's episode. Yeah. And that was kind of fun. You guys all seem to really like the engagement engagement story. story. And so many people message us saying, oh, I love the pictures. I love the videos. I love the little caption banners that come up. And we just got to give props to our producer, Garrett. Uh, for his work behind the scenes. You guys don't see him, but he's one of the unsung heroes. So we appreciate you, Garrett. Thank Go you for Garrett. the help. And <laughs> yeah, it's been awesome to have uh, somebody else to kind of make things a little more professional around yes. here. So, um, but we're glad you guys took notice and are enjoying it. So we're going to, we're going to continue that. Yeah. With a little more of a heavy topic today. So we're going to be talking about why you need to know your Bible. You're probably like, Okay, here we go. You're going to tell me to read my Bible. Nyah, 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 nyah. <laughs> well, we, we have three reasons in particular. Yeah. And kind of the why or the motivation behind all of this is that first and foremost, we are as Christians mandated to know our scripture. And why is that? It's because there's so many lies out there. And even the father of lies, Satan, is always attacking God's word, even from the very beginning, back to the garden when he came to Eve in the form of the serpent. And he said, did God really say, you know, don't eat from that tree. You'll, you'll surely die. And he says, oh, no, no. So he's already challenging God's word from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. So for us as Christians, we want to make sure we're able to combat the lies from the world, our flesh and the devil by knowing what the word really says. Yes. And at least a third of the New Testament mandates and commands believers to discern, to test, to judge, and to be uh, leery of lies and people twisting the scripture because it's mm-hmm. easy to do. And sometimes people don't even do it on purpose, Yeah, but they just come from a place of ignorance and um, having the knowledge and having the ability to know and to understand what God's word says, mm-hmm. you can discern things. Exactly. What, you had a quote you wanted to share. I did. Right? Yeah. And it's so funny because anytime that we are like prepping for an episode or like, okay, what should we be doing? And we nail down a topic, the Lord always confirms whatever that topic is in so many different ways, whether it's something that I end up reading in scripture that like perfectly aligns with what we were going to talk about. Or literally yesterday I was on Instagram and someone I follow posted this quote and I was like, gosh, you are so funny, God. Okay. It says, now more than ever is the time for you to study your Bible so you can understand the current spiritual climate of what's really going on in the world. It's not merely about distinguishing between good and evil. It's also about discerning right from almost right. Mm. In that last part to me, I was like, oh, that is very, very 
convicting because you think it's going to be right from wrong but it's not it's right from almost right exactly and yes it was winston churchill i believe who said the truth is so precious and so valuable that it's often guarded by a bodyguard of lies mm-hmm. and how a half truth is more deadlier than a complete total flat out lie yes. right yep because it sounds good it sounds like it's true but it's it's a little twist and that's that's what satan does he takes a little twist right like matthew mm-hmm. 4 or luke 4 when Jesus is being tempted in the wilderness. Remember, Satan comes to him with three different temptations, mm-hmm. and he's, he quotes scripture to Jesus. Satan knows the scriptures. He knows the Bible better than most Christians. And so <laughs> um, he knows how to, he knows the truth so yeah. well that he can twist it into a lie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I ever shared this story before, but um, back when I was in the Secret Service, if, if you don't know, aside from protecting the president and vice president and, and former wait any time that jordan talks about the secret service people are like oh because you just bring it up so casually that sometimes if people like didn't know that before they're like oh jordan just like oh so casually said that he was with the secret it's service. not like a big secret it's not like i was black ops in the cia or something no like no that. but like just or you just so casually delta say force. it that- <laughs> i wish i was in delta force but no i i my hat's off to those guys but uh when i was at Secret Service, they, aside from protecting um, foreign dignitaries and, you know, former presidents, current and vice and and presidents and all that, they also, um, a lot of people don't know that they do financial crime investigations. So things that are um, connected to the securities and banknotes and things like that. So kind of how they got their start little brief history lesson is with (laughs) counterfeit currency. People were selling counterfeit Uh, right after the civil war. There was like not a centralized currency. A lot of states had their own money and I'm going somewhere with this. Just hang with me. Lane is like, I'm already checking. No, I'm not. I'm very intrigued. (laughs) You've told me this before, but I'm like, I need a refresher. I think it's such a cool picture. So let me, let me explain. So back after the civil war, everything was like the whole country was torn, right? And you have all these different states essentially having their own currencies. And some of it is accepted, you know, interstate. Some is within its own state. And the federal government was like, there's a big problem with people just counterfeiting money and just printing it or making it. And we don't have enough security measures in place to regulate our currency. So it was Lincoln who actually commissioned I believe it was the day before or the day of his assassination, he signed a, a, a law or bill into law to say the Department of the Treasury uh, will commission special agents to be enforcing laws against counterfeit currency. So that's really where the Secret Service got its start. It wasn't until 1901 after McKinley's assassination, I believe, that they actually started the dual um, mission of protecting the president and doing these things, but they started as a financial crime combating investig- uh, investigative agency. Uh, that's which is why they were under the Department of the Treasury at the time, uh, all the way up until I think 2003 when Department of Homeland Security was created. But I say all that because <laughs> when I went through the training, and still to this day they have advanced courses and things like that. Um, there's so many different security measures and very meticulous um, detail that goes into our currency, our, our, our dollar bills and, and the, uh, the, the, the notes is for a reason. It's so, it's hard to counterfeit. 
but there are really good counterfeiters out there that figure out certain ways and techniques and pressure to apply and how to, you know, different types of, of printing. And they can make something look very, very close to the original. And if you don't know, if you haven't observed in very close detail and know all about the true original note that you won't know when a counterfeit comes by, you won't be able to spot it. But if you're very trained and you, you know the truth, you know the real note, mm-hmm. you know your scripture, you'll be able to spot a lie just like that, even yeah. if it's very cleverly disguised to look like the truth, Discerning, to be counterfeited. Right, from so. almost right. Exactly. So there's your little history lesson and uh, <laughs> somehow bringing it back around to, to being relevant to well, our discussion today. I think it would actually even be a really good idea to make this kind of like a series So starting with why you should read your Bible and then we can follow through with how to read your Bible and then we can circle it back around with actually doing Bible studies. This is something that we have done multiple times in the past. It's just Mm -hmm. been a minute since we've done it. So um, I feel like this would be a really good introduction to that. So we will link down below all of the previous Bible studies that we have done and a refresher that we actually did on reading your Bible because these are all things that we've kind of touched on already, but I think it's nice to redo those and add new things that we've learned since then because it's definitely been at least a year since we've done that so that's the funny thing about the internet is lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We as people will post something in, and it'll be, you know, there for all eternity in the interwebs. And then mm-hmm. years later, you might revisit that, but you're adding new insight and new perspective because yeah. you grow as a person and you yes. learn more and you're, there's always more to discover. So mm-hmm. even if you're, revisiting certain things you can also bring a fresh perspective to it so mm-hmm. uh, let us know in the comments if that's something you guys would be interested in yeah and and but i think that's a great idea mm-hmm. to, to kind of make it out of a series and i just want to be the first to make the statement that this episode is directed to me okay <laughs> i need it's directly from melana to, to me Malena. because i have been seriously lacking in this department and i think it's really easy to like come on these episodes and listen to this and be like oh they're probably really really reading their bibles or they're probably really good at this and like i'm here to tell you i'm not okay mm-hmm. i this season of my life has been very hard for me to make time for the lord and i um and i keep and i will and emphasize seasons because I feel like there are some seasons where I am on such a spiritual high and God is like my number one priority. And I would love to say that that's all the time, but it's not. And so this, I feel like will be a nice little kick in my butt to be like, mm-hmm. okay, you need to be reading your Bible and this is why. So we're yeah. not preaching to you. We're preaching to me today. And that's okay. In those seasons where you are, your, your spirit is kindling and you yeah. have, you know, this ability and and sometimes it's just a matter of having additional time and mental capacity right like Mm -hmm. Alethea and Ari take a lot of that from us right now but that's not an excuse as much as it is just a a recognition on our part that hey there's there's seasons that we're in so relish and 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 soak up and take full advantage of those seasons where you Mm -hmm. are just (laughs) 
in in the Lord, but there's also other ways too that God's given us. Obviously, kids as a gift and well, and that's a joy. what I, that was going to be my next point. Is well, actually, I have been. I read my Bible every morning. It's a kids edition Bible though, because <laughs> we do story time with the kids, yeah. and Jordan's mom gifted them this really really cute like Bible character. Um, like little wooden toys. So every morning when they're eating breakfast, we wake up the Bible characters, we bring them to the table, we lay them out. And then I read one book out of their Bible. Um, so if we want to be technical, I kind of have been reading it. Yeah, that's true. And okay. it always points to the gospel in exactly. every story, yeah. which is And I'll link point, it down but... below. I did a morning routine a couple of weeks ago. So if you want to check out that video and see my funny reading and my funny bible voices that i make for these characters you can entertain yourself with that video but melanis gets more of a kick out of it than the kids but i've learned so much because it's like refreshed me okay sorry we've already like talked for so long okay all good so that's a little bit about why or where we're coming from in all of this mm -hmm. so we have again three reasons why you should know your bible if you're a christian and the first one is just that the word itself brings salvation the word brings salvation. What do we mean by that? What is what is unique about the scripture that it brings salvation? Well, if it wasn't for scripture, we wouldn't know what salvation is. If it wasn't for the Bible, we wouldn't have any of these things. And yes. we really take for granted the ability to even have a Bible and read our Bible. Um, that is something that the Lord has been really convicting me of recently is like, I... This is God talking to me. He's telling me, he goes, I am with you all the time and I have my word in front of you. Like, come up, come read me, come talk to me, come hang out with me. And I'm like, screaming toddler, you know, like we have the ability to read God's word and it's legal. We can buy it. We can have it. Yeah. It's not everyone there. in the world can say that. Like our yes. Christian brothers and sisters and for example, uh, behind the Muslim curtain or in China, where places to be a Christian are, you know, it's outlawed. You can't have the Bible. Mm -hmm. You're we even have a person that attends our church that, um, do you remember where he was from? I can't, um, it was a couple months back, so I can't remember where he was from, but he was beaten so severely mm -hmm. for coming out as a Christian that he is now having surgeries to this day. Like he had surgery a couple months ago because mm -hmm. he was so beaten because he was a Christian. Yeah. And to me, that is just mind boggling because we are able to be Christians. So far, we haven't been persecuted for it. We have our Bibles. We can read our Bibles. Um, and it it's just very sad that that's the reality for some of our Christians. Yeah. Um, I believe it was somewhere. It was a Middle East country. I'm not sure which yeah. one, but. Yeah, I mean, we have such a disconnect. Like, you can't, I can't ra really wrap my mind around that. Like, I've never been physically harmed because of my faith. Mm -hmm. Like, just think about that for a second. I know maybe yeah. there's people watching and you, you can resonate with that or yes. you know somebody close to you who hasn't. Mm -hmm. It's just like, man, what a, what in, what, what a privilege taken for granted so many mm -hmm. times by, by us, right? Yeah. By, by me. And I think of, just the way, as Melana said, that so like salvation comes from the word and we have the word to tell us that salvation comes from the wor word, right? Like Romans ten seventeen tells us that faith comes through hearing and hearing the word of, through Christ, right? That Paul goes on to say, but how can somebody hear unless they've been 
unless they were preached to and how can they preach unless they've been sent right so he's going through this process of how is it that the gospel goes to people it's by people preaching the word right it's not so much and i'm not i'm not dismissing people who have dreams and say you know jesus appears to them but remember the primary way in which god speaks to us is through his word and knowing that and knowing how to become saved is comes through either reading it or somebody reciting it and, and preaching the word to you. Mm-hmm. Like, just think about it for a second. Just hang with me here. This is, this might seem a little deep. I'm going to try to make it uh, succinct. My vocal cords are vibrating right now as I'm talking and you're hearing that travel through the microphone to whatever screen or device you're listening to. I'm speaking in a, in a language that's intelligible in a known language and it doesn't matter if it's English, if it's Hebrew, if it's Arabic, if it's whatever you hear that you hear that the words of the scripture and the gospel message of salvation, whatever language you, you speak to you, you speak and you receive that into your spirit and you believe on that. You literally change the trajectory of your eternity. Like think about that for a second. Your entire life is forever affected. That's how salvation happens. It's through the word, right? So we must know our Bible because that is foundational and bedrock ground zero of being saved. Mm-hmm. And so only for, so that's just the starting point. And then everything else from that is how we can enrich and grow in our walk, in our relationship with the Lord and, and continue bearing fruits. But it all starts with understanding and knowing salvation and where does that come from hmm. knowing knowing his word right yeah uh, proverbs eighteen twenty one puts it this way death and life are in the power of the tongue and so we shouldn't be surprised when we think we can hear the the holy spirit the the tongue of the holy spirit which is god's word inspired uh, written by humans but inspired by the holy spirit that that gives power to salvation to eternal life mm-hmm. so yeah, it's 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 all throughout the scripture, and Hebrews tells us it's you know cuts through uh, our very soul, um, and it's a double-edged sword, and it's a it's it's supernatural God's word. So mm-hmm. uh, that's where we really um, really have to start and camp out is knowing His word first and foremost is the way to salvation. Good point, honey. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> I like your tangents. Okay. I've grown to really like them. I wasn't Someone saying does. that was a tangent. Someone does. Oh, I know. I know. Actually, people have been very, very generous on online saying, no, we want more tangents. And I yeah. Said, well, let's just keep them kind of where they're at right now. <laughs> we won't add more, but we won't take away. Either. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Before we move on to our next point, we want to thank policy genius for sponsoring today's episode we wouldn't be able to continue doing these podcasts without these sponsors so we're very thankful for them so policy genius is an insurance marketplace that makes it easy to compare quotes from dozens of top insurance places all in one spot well why would you compare you ask you can save up to 50 percent or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with policy genius you could save up to 1300 or more per year on life insurance by using policy genius to compare policies the licensed expert on Policy Genius work for you, not the insurance companies. So you can trust that they'll help you navigate every step by shopping and the buying process. 
Getting started is easy. First, head to policygenius.com. In minutes, you can work out a whole life insurance coverage that you need and compare personal quotes to your best price. When you're ready to apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork, scheduling, all for free. Policy Genius also never sells your information to other companies, and they don't add on extra feeds. Head over to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Yeah, and they're great because I remember, like, I thought we had a good deal when we first started, and then our slowly our insurance kept going up and up and up. I'm like, why am I paying all this for life insurance? I'm fairly healthy. And then I went on Policy Genius. I was like, oh, they've just been gradually increasing. It. It's kind of dishonest if you think about it. So it's good to have a marketplace like that where you can yeah. shop around and compare. And it's like, wow, I'm, I cut, I did, we did cut our life insurance in half. So big thanks to Policy Genius for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, thank you. All right, honey, take us to the second reason why we should know our Bible. Okay. This one is something that I really resonate with. And I think a lot of people do this without realizing it. So you'll project your own tendencies and ideas on God unless you know exactly it is that what his word says. So it's really easy for us to think like, it's hard for us to wrap our mind around God and who he is. So unless we are rooted in his word, we're going to project certain things that he might think of us or that we might think of him onto him without even knowing it. But if we turn back to scripture, it will say the exact opposite of what it normally is that we're even thinking is happening. Um, yeah. Think of like, how you, how do you get to know somebody that you meet for the first time? Mm-hmm. You sit down and you talk to them, right? Like you might have lunch, you might have coffee, whatever you might hang out and you don't get to know who they truly are unless you have a conversation with them, unless you, you talk to them. And so I might have an idea about somebody, maybe from what I've heard from other people, mm. or maybe from what I mm-hmm. assumed before I even met them. But then you sit down and talk, yep. and you're like, wait a second, this person's completely different than what I assumed mm-hmm. or what I was told. Yeah. And so really, we have, as, as humans, we, we are sinful, we are fallen, we are, you know, uh, not, not in a right community with God until we are born again. And even then we are still in the body and in the world. So we, we struggle and we wrestle with, with our flesh and with sin. Mm-hmm. So we have these ideas sometimes where it's like, for example, uh, you know, we might think God very conditionally in his love. Like, oh, if, if you sin again, Jordan, we're, we're done. I'm done with you because you're just messing up too much. Mm-hmm. Well, wait a second. I might feel that way and that might seem normal to me as a fallen human, but God's perfect and he's, he's unconditionally loving. So I might feel that way, but then I have to go back to his word and know my Bible and read things like Psalm 103, 12, which tells us that as far as the East is from the West, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. So it says he chooses to remember our sin no more. Mm -hmm. So wait a second. I haven't really met somebody who, chooses to forget. I've, I've met a lot of people that hold grudges <laughs> mm-hmm. or will bring things back up at the right times or kind of hold something over my head. Like, yeah. oh, I remember this, you know, but when I see God's word, it challenges everything that I believed, right? Mm-hmm. It challenges my whole uh, conception of what it means to love and to forgive unconditionally and to not hold a grudge or not remember our, our, our faults and our past yeah. failure. Or having the thought that we can out sin God. God knows every sin you have and will commit. And this one is hard because we 
again, as humans, we can only, we're not God. We can't think like God. So it's really hard to understand and put ourselves in his shoe. Yeah. But he kind of sees if there's like a timeline, we are in the timeline. We go like this. God is up here and can see the whole broad spectrum. So in our minds, we're like, oh, that was a pretty big sin that I committed. God, I, I need to save again. I need to do the whole prayer thing again. We think that we need to redo our salvation. Well, God already knew you're going to do that. And yeah. he still loved you and still wants you and still has his arms wide open to hug you. Um, but again, if we don't know that is that is in scripture and that he reassures that so many times, we just automatically think like, Mm, that was a big sin. I'm not saved anymore. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is I remember Chuck Missler, one of my heroes, um, former, he passed away, the late Chuck Missler. He said, how many of your sins were yet future when Christ died on the cross for them? Mm. The answer is all of them, right? Even sins you're going to commit 10 years from now mm -hmm. were already forgiven when Christ died on the cross. It was the the Aramaic word uh, or the Greek word is tetelestai, which is paid in full. That's what a tax collector or somebody from the government would stamp on a uh, some sort of debt that was to be repaid once the final payment was made. And then they would stamp it to telestai means it has been paid or paid in full. And that's what Jesus says. Um, it is finished when he dies on the cross. What's finished? The accomplishment of redemption, of salvation. That is, that is everything's paid in full. Mm. And so even the future stuff that had yet to happen to take place that is all still paid in full. So again, as we're, as we are continuing to preach the gospel to ourselves, even those who are Christian and who have first received it, maybe even decades ago, mm -hmm. we're still reminding ourselves of the gospel and of our need for remembering that because we're prone to forget. We're prone to go down these roads that are not scriptural. So like Paul tells us in Romans 12 to um, not be, conforming to the pattern of the world but be transformed and how does that happen it's the renewing of our mind it's reminding ourselves it's not it's not by the doing of works or by the naming and claiming things it's by the renewing of our mind and how does that renewing happen by knowing his word so that i think is is key and hebrews thirteen five tells us that he will never leave or forsake us now talk about a enduring steadfast eternal unconditional love that's that's who god is mm -hmm. so a lot of times i think we're too hard on ourselves and like oh well, maybe god can forgive me but i can't forgive the myself the idea of unconditional does not exist in our society all right we had a couple of technical difficulties so we're kind of just picking back up but we live in a society right now where there's like no such thing as unconditional everything is like extreme and this was another confirmation that I got from the Lord about this episode. And it had nothing to do with like scripture or anything like that. There's this account I follow. It's called Just Ingredients. I absolutely love her. She posts things about being organic and like eating healthy. And she posted this thing about how we live in a society right now where it's all extremes. And it's like either you eat all organic or people think you're eating poison or either you're like all vegan. And if you have like a piece of fish like people like take everything to the extreme and I've come to the point where like if I'm doing something I don't even mention it because I mentioned a month ago that I was trying to transition into like using less toxic things in our household and I posted a self-tanner and people are like self-tanner is toxic da, da, da. and like everyone was like coming at me I'm like dude like okay I have tons of toxic products that I still have 
and I'm going to use them up. Like it's so wasteful to just like toss them. I'm going to use up what I have. And then when it comes time to buy something new, I'll buy it non-toxic. Like just this idea of extremes and like so black and white. And then moving on with like conditional, everything in our world right now is so conditional. It depends on how you feel, how your mood is. If this person doesn't make you happy anymore, find someone else that does. Like it's just very conditional. And the thing that the Lord gave us that is unconditional is marriage. Marriage is meant to be unconditional. But right now, 50% of people that get married end up in divorce, like 50%. Even in the church. Can we wrap our minds around that? 50% of people, that is a very high percentage. And that is just conditional. Oh, well, you know what? You don't make me happy anymore. Oh, I don't like that you throw your clothes all over the floor as much as that drives me crazy. Right. It's, you know, love is supposed to be unconditional. The love that we have for our kids is unconditional. The love we have, the Lord has for us is unconditional. Unconditional. Like, can we normalize that and paul says in in ephesians he says you might think i'm speaking of husbands and wives in marriage but i'm actually speaking to christ in the church mm-hmm. and that marriage is just a picture excuse me i just burped right into the microphone <laughs> marriage is a picture of the relationship christ has with his bride the church mm-hmm. and so yeah that's that's a good point and i remember i I got a call from a a friend from eons ago, just out of the blue. And I saw his name pop up on my phone. Like he called me, didn't message or was like, Hey, uh, you good for a quick call? Like he just cold called me out of, out of nowhere. And I was talking to him. I was like, it's kind of weird. Like I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, Hey, maybe he just wants to, you know, catch up and just genuinely interested. But I feel like unfortunately there've been friends who have like called me up out of nowhere same situation and they like want something from me and it's like so long as i can get get something or or take advantage of someone Mm -hmm. they're valuable to me but as soon as they can't give me anything and there's this condition yeah and and it's all about take 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 and me 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 Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that's what's going on with with this friend but in in the past i have had people just just come out of the woodwork and it's like okay what do you want you know like Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe you know what i'm talking about maybe you went to high school with somebody and you didn't talk to them for five years and now you both graduate college and they're like, Hey, uh, can you see yourself making $20,000 a week <laughs> and join my pyramid scheme? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's just, that's just weird. And it's awkward. It's like, everyone's well, got to be a business opportunity yeah. for certain, like for this type of crowd. And it's like, no, let's like, can we just like have a no strings attached, like hang out and grab coffee or do you have to like, well, pitch we live in a very you know? conditional, very exchange. Everything is a business exchange. Yes. Okay, you want to be friends with me? Well, what are you going? What, what are we going to do? Are you going to do something for me? And that's and where that. moralistic deism comes in again. Us putting our flawed ideas and and putting them, projecting them onto God, and assuming that He's the same way. And that's that moralistic deism. It's like here's all the rules. If you follow these rules, you and God are cool. If not, you and God are not cool. And now I have to do some sort of works-based merit to earn God's favor and God's approval. Because that's why we we feel, oh, let me make it up to you. Oh, what can I do? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, wait a second. My, my love and my affection is not built on what you do or don't do. It's just who you are in your essence. That's how God sees us. Mm-hmm. So it's not what we do. It's, it's whose we are. We belong to him. And so his love for us is unconditional. We should quote that. 
That was good. I don't think I can take credit for that. Oh, that last part? The who's we are? That, that sounded very poetic. I feel like poetic. I've heard that somewhere before. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I thought it was beautiful. But sure, we could plagiarize. <laughs> There's no laws against that, right? I'm kidding. Uh, honey, before we go on to our final point, mm-hmm. we would like to thank stamps.com for also sponsoring this episode. And if you're like me, like I just, I don't know what it is. I go to the post office. It doesn't matter what day, what time of day. There's always just like a line out the door because mm-hmm. everyone wants to be there because everyone's got stuff to send out. But if you don't want the hassle of having to go to the post office to take care of your postal needs, you can just go to stamps.com. And if you're still paying full price for postage or going in person to the post office, stamps.com allows you to not have to do that anymore. Mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer, especially now with COVID and Mm -hmm. things being closed and people just like, hey, I want to do things at home. You can send letters, you can ship packages, and you can pay less, like a lot less, with discounted rates from not only the U.S. Postal Service, but UPS and other carriers as well. Stamps.com saves businesses thousands of hours and tons of money every year. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS right to your computer. It's a must-have for any business. Whether you're a small office sending invoices or even a side hustle, Etsy shop shipping out orders, or just navigating this hybrid work life of teleworking and things like that, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. No wonder over 1 million businesses choose Stamps.com for their mailing and shipping. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. And with Stamps.com, you get discounts up to 40% off post office rates and up to 66% of UPS shipping rates. So don't worry about the hassle of going in person or wasting the time and the gas. You can just do it and all for cheaper right from the comfort of your computer. And not to mention stamps.com is a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. It's a no-brainer saving you time and money. So stop wasting your time and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with our promo code, me and my house, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. That's pretty cool. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in me and my house. It's that simple. Just go to stamps.com and remember the promo code me and my house. And yeah, it's super convenient. I mean, I'm all about convenience. There's some nostalgia about going to the post office for me, but then I get there. I'm like, now now I remember why I use (laughs) stamps.com. All right, honey. The third and final point for this episode as we wrap up. I would argue that this is the most important one. And that is that we either influence the world or we are influenced by the world. Mm. You can word that different ways, but either you are influenced or you are being influenced. Either way, it is very, very, very easy to be influenced instead of influencing. And if we're not rooted in the Lord, if we're not spreading the gospel then we're we're the ones that are being influenced. Um, We've done an entire episode on this already of who 
you are influencing and who you're allowing to influence you. But the perspective that we took from that is slightly different than this. We were more so talking about how we consume the world instead of how the world consumes us, which is kind of the point that we're making here. Mm -hmm. But if you're not reading and knowing what the word says, then we think of it like this. When I start off my day and I started off by reading scripture, spending time with the lure, the word, what? The lured, <laughs> the lured and the word world. I mixed together lured, what? <laughs> word and Lord. Ugh. I'm like still kind of sick, so I like sound so nasally and you I'm sound already- like me I am such time. a nasally person and I have such a Michigander accent that like the two combined is just not good. So what was I saying? Okay, when I spend time the with the, the Lord, Lord, the Lord in the morning, as opposed to other days where I don't, I can tell you right now, I am a very different person. Very different because just my fleshly desires come out. I'm thinking about myself more. I want to do things that please me and make me happy that day. Like if I'm not reading my Bible and I'm not reminded of these things, I don't have as much grace. I don't have as much patience. I'm not as loving. I'm more snappy, mm. you know? Yeah, that's, there's a point to, I think the Orthodox Jews who still to this day will take scriptures very literally. Like if you've seen them walking around, um, you might see that they wrap, they have this little like wood um, black box that they tie with like a leather strap around their head. It's called a phylactery or something like that. But then they tie another one around their arm and you look at that and you're like, oh, that's what's going on here. That's a little strange. It comes straight from scripture mm. where it's, God tells the people to bind the word on their heads and on their forearms and write it on your doorposts and on your, your entryways and talk about it with your children. And as you wake up in the morning, as you go to sleep, mm -hmm. and this is all straight from Deuteronomy where the whole theme of that book is do not forget what the Lord has done. Yes. Why is God telling us not to forget? Because we're prone to forget. We're prone to wander. We're prone to Move follow on. ourselves and our own desires. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so God's saying, Hey, don't forget these things. Teach them to your children, you know, and continue this and continue remembering, continue preaching the gospel to yourself. And so these, um, religious Jews or Orthodox Jews will literally put a little scripture rolled up in a, in this box and put it over their forehead mm. and like literally binding it to their head. You know what I mean? So yeah. obviously there's, you know, debate on is that literal or are you just saying I'm starting my day with the Lord and I'm, his word is fresh on my mind. The mm -hmm. first thing and that I wake up to and the last thing I go to bed on my mind with. Right. Right. And so, yeah, I'm with you, honey. If it's like, if I'm not, Starting with the word, not only is my mind and my my um, demeanor off, but everything else about the day is. And I'm I'm not mm -hmm. trying to uh, sound weird about that, but it's like I'm rushing. It's true. I'm if in you a bad know exactly frame what of we're mind, talking about. You know? Yeah, yeah. When you take that time, one for yourself too. Just that time being with the Lord. I love a fresh cup of coffee in my Bible. There's just something to me that is just like so nice about that. And I hear the birds chirping and the sun rising. It's just the best way to start off your morning. Mm. But not only that, but just the habit of it too. Um, I've noticed I'm a, I'm a big habit person. Once I get into a habit, something that's really hard for me to break out of it, but it's really hard for me to get initially into that habit. And the habit I'm starting to try to get back into is waking up. Are you in a trance? You are no. just. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm thinking you're just about, like I'm, looking beyond me. And I'm, I'm thinking like, <laughs> about what you're saying. I'm it's deep not in that, thought about it's you. It's not that deep. <laughs> no, but I'm thinking of like, 
times in my life yeah. where what you're saying applies. Yeah. That's so true. All right, I'm back. Welcome. Are you going to influence or be influenced? I don't, I don't want to be influenced in the wrong way. Yes. But I think of King Solomon and Daniel, if you look at the two characters in Scripture, you have Solomon who God told, hey, don't do this, don't do that, make sure you're doing this, do like the right things and not these wrong things. And I think a lot of times it's a misnomer when we look in the Scripture and we see God giving commands to people. Mm-hmm. And we got to remember, if the, God's nature is, his supreme ethic is love and unconditional love at that. So when he commands something or he gives a, a law or a rule, there's a there's a good reason for it. It's, it's not because not he's just <laughs> boring you know, and doesn't want you to have fun and is a fun sucker and wants to take out all the fun things in life. But he truly, like a loving, good parent, wants to protect and care for their child. There's certain re- rules that you give as a parent that you to your child so that that will protect them and allow them to thrive and to flourish. It's not that I don't want Alethea to eat glue. I, I know it looks really yummy and good, but we don't eat glue. Not because I don't want you to like have a sensory activity in your mouth with glue. Unless you're because... in the Marines. No, I'm just kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> then it's toxic. It's crayons for the Marines. You know, what you're, you know what I'm talking about. I don't, and I don't want you to elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a running joke that like Marines eat crayons. And... Never mind. Okay. Never mind. But uh, back to King Solomon. So God said to him, do not go take wives. First off, don't have multiple wives, right? Well, almost every king broke that because, you know, they're the king. They're like, they're, they're big papa, you know, like they're, <laughs> they're large and in charge and they got all the money and the fame and the power. So it's like, oh yeah, it's, it's just too easy. You know, like Solomon had 300 wives and 700 concubines or something like I can't like even like wrap my mind around. I don't even know that many people. Those are like Wilt Chamberlain numbers. I don't know. Never mind. Is. But honey, with these references today. Other people get it. Okay. Uh, this is for okay. this is for all okay. you folks out there in, in YouTube world and podcast world. But, um, yeah. So God said, you know, don't take all these wives. Well, He took all these wives. What else did God say? Um, do not take women from other nations and other, you know, people groups. And this is actually a, a point I want, like a side note I wanted to make is I've heard people ask me before, uh, some genuinely, some disingenuous with like an agenda where they'll say, oh, God said, told Solomon not to marry outside of, you know, his people. Does that mean God's against interracial marriage? And what sounds on the surface to be a valid point, if you're asking it, you know, with the right intentions, it's actually a misnomer because it wasn't so much the physical appearance of like, well, maybe this person looked this way and no, 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 we want to we be very homogenous and look the same way. It's not, it's not what it, he means. He means don't take women who are, worshiping this false God from this pagan uh, people group because God knows that they will turn Solomon's heart away from him, the Lord, if he goes to follow after them and their God and their culture and their customs and traditions. And what did he do? His heart was turned away and it was to his demise and God told him not to do that because he knew what was going to happen. He also told Solomon, don't store up horses in stables and basically have this big military cavalry presence because if he puts all of his, you know, uh, puts all of his stock and all of his peace of mind in, 
in all of his investment in all these animals and horses and strong military, then he's going to no longer remember God and that God is mm-hmm. the one who provides. provides. You know, the, the scripture says the, the horse is made ready for battle, but victory rests with the Lord. Mm. It's the same as Gideon, right? Like he had, you know, no one, all the odds were against him or Joshua and David. Jericho, David, like God's, God's telling people things and showing them throughout the scripture hey, I'm God, and I'm going to make sure that you and everyone else knows that this isn't of your doing, that yeah. this is my doing. Mm-hmm. That you couldn't have done this without me. Exactly. So God said, don't do all this, but when you can go today to Jerusalem and to places in Israel where you see Solomon's remains, and there's That's tons so cool. and tons of stables. Like he had thousands and thousands of horses, so he didn't obey, you know, and he didn't tear down all these false god statues, and he left them up and other kings like him. So. I say all that because he was obviously being influenced by the wrong things and the wrong people and ultimately led to his demise. Mm -hmm. But on the whole, he had a lot of good things. He did a lot of things right, but again, nobody's perfect. So uh, he was very heavily influenced by the wrong people. Juxtapose that with Daniel, who gets taken away by Babylon into slavery. He's captured and they change his name. They change his outfit. They try to change his diet. They, they, try to make him speak a different language because that's what happened, right? When you conquer and take over somebody, you make them assimilate to what you're like and try to get rid of their identity culture. So Daniel never, never forgot the Lord. He was always obedient. He was always praying. Even when they outlawed prayer to anybody other than bowing down to this false God that Babylonian empire had set up, even then he didn't bow down. He still prayed to Jerusalem facing east, he opened his windows, did his own thing, like nothing ever changed. Mm-hmm. And what happened? God exalted him. God preserved him in the lion's den. God, you know, raised That's him like up to a Alethea's high That's like one of favorite stories. Yeah, it's a great story. Like Daniel is a type of Christ, as you'll see. Um, same with Joseph in Genesis, that they are somebody who emulates a lot of the same characteristics that Jesus himself had. So mm-hmm. not saying that they are Jesus, they're just saying that they're a type or a kind of um, what was a foreshadowing of Jesus to come. Yes. So again, King Solomon or Daniel, who's influencing who? Are you being influenced mm-hmm. by the world or is the world influencing you? That's yeah. why we have to go back to our scripture to know the truth. And that will all the more affirm that we can be a fish going upstream because we know the truth when all the rest of the world is throwing a lie at us. Yes. Yeah. That's great. We'll continue this too. I feel like a good follow-up would be how to read your Bible. Yeah. Well, let us know again in, below in the comments if that's something you'd be interested in. Yeah. We don't have to do it next episode. It could be something we, we come just, out with we just forthcoming. Pocket that, pocket that one. Yeah, put it in the but, back pocket. Yeah, because it's one thing to be like, okay, yeah, now I, I, you're on fire. Like, okay, I get it. I need to be reading my Bible. How do I do that? Mm-hmm. How do I efficiently read my Bible? How do I do it if I don't know what I'm reading? How do I make sure what I'm reading is correct? How do I know which pastor I'm getting my information is correct? Like, there's just so many things that I think stem from this conversation that kind of just overflows into other cups. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. We'll note that. Let us know down below in the comments if that's something you guys would be interested in. Thank you for being here. We yes. have our prayer request as well. Um, and if you guys ever have any prayer requests, feel free to DM us on Ask Your Man House on Instagram 
or you can leave them in our Facebook page group as well, which is also asking me in my house on Facebook. Um, and today's payer request comes from Martha. Her mom is sick and she has a lung infection. So we just want to lift her up. Yeah. And I, she actually said, I don't know if you guys will read this. Well, yes, we do. Martha. <laughs> so uh, thank you for trusting us to pray for you and your mom. And we understand she had leukemia a while ago and um, her faith has been wavering. So we'll pray for total body and spirit uh, healing for your mom. Pray. And we'll close out. Lord God, we come before you to uh, humbly ask that you would be with Martha's mom and that you would restore her body as well as her spirit and her faith, Lord. Uh, we know when we go through trials and tribulations um, that you are with us and that you walk with us through those. I pray that you would uh, give them comfort and peace that surpasses understanding, that you would um, encourage Martha and her family and her mom especially. Uh, and that you would just see them through and work a miracle in her body and that her body would prosper even as her soul will prosper. And it's in these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. Be sure to check out Compassion.com slash my house if you feel led to sponsor a child or if you want to kind of get it, get it in the idea of what, what does it mean to sponsor a child and what does that look like. We love Compassion because they are preaching the gospel as they are caring for people's physical needs like food, clothing, mm -hmm. water, shelter, and that you can't separate um, the two. I actually had someone message me asking how we possibly pick any kids. Mm -hmm. um, and that's such a valid thing because when you go on their website and you see the thousands and thousands and thousands of kids that they have there, it is the most heart-wrenching thing. And it's really hard and it, it feels horrible to just go and select just one because you know there are thousands that are there something that jordan and i started doing a couple years ago is when we want to sponsor another child we actually go and filter out who has been there the longest so you can filter through and see a child that hasn't has been trying to get sponsored for over a year i think that's the max that they show it as but no some are some are over like okay. some are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds the of days, days that they've been yeah. waiting yeah. yeah you can you could toggle the filters you can search for Somebody have the same birthday on, so you can send them birthday and celebrate, you know, birthdays, birthdays together, together. or yeah. your children's birthdays, or somebody who's been older, maybe like, eh, like same with adopting children, you know, sometimes yeah. they're like, eh, I want the baby, not the 16 year old, but yeah. they need a sponsor too, maybe even more mm -hmm. so in some ways. Yes. But um, yeah, yeah, you could so that was just use that search tip. feature and yeah, I think it's great. So ultimately, whoever you choose is, you're helping their life that is difference. Impacted. So oh, yeah. you can't go wrong. Um, right. But yeah, it, it can be tough. Yeah. But check out our uh, page with them. That's compassion.com slash my house. Also, our good friends over at Grace Coffee Company, they have um, a similar mission. They're also partnered with Compassion to release children from poverty in Jesus' name, but you also get some stinking good coffee too. That's also mm -hmm. fair trade. And Colombian is and my favorite. Colombian is great. The Mocha Java is great. I actually really like Honduras lately too, but uh, check them out. and. You can uh, have some good coffee and a good cause. So thanks, guys, for being here. We love you. Thank you. We'll see you in two weeks. And God bless. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.